Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, what's up everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having a brilliant, wonderful, beautiful, vibrant, exciting, peaceful, and just energizing day so far. I am so excited to be introducing this week's guest, Mr. Chris Michael Harris. So Chris has got one of the most inspiring stories that I've ever personally heard when it comes to health and wellness and the journey of one individual against all odds, taking his health into his own hands and actually turning his life around as a result. So to give you some context around Chris, just some background on Chris. Chris has an amazing podcast called Startup You. I was actually a guest on that podcast a few years ago, and that's how I met him. I met him at South by Southwest a few years ago, and he was in vibrant health then. But boy, uh, just getting to talk to him now, it was so amazing to see how much his life has changed in a, in a, in a short five years. So at the age of 29, Chris had hit rock bottom. His health was at an all-time low. He was bedridden, no energy, body was beginning to shut down, struggled with suicidal thoughts, uh, severe gut issues, which created a knock-on effect of emotional, physical, and mental issues. I mean, his his physical condition was so bad that doctors told him he'd be dead by 40, best case scenario, 50. So at the age of 29, at that point at rock bottom, Chris was forced to sort of review his lifestyle and his perceptions of what it means to be healthy. Change, uh, change his life from his personal choices. It wasn't just doctors. It wasn't just him taking drugs. It was him actually looking at his health seeking information and making changes that allowed him to have more control over his, over his well-being. And as a result, his life is different. His life is drastically different. In fact, he's now 34 and is in the best health of his life. He's energetic, vibrant, and supported by all the information he needs to stay in optimum health. And in this week's episode, that's really what we talk about. We talk about the process of getting healthy, challenge the conventional ideas of what it means to be healthy, and really empower all of you to to see what is possible when you're just empowered with the necessary information to take care of your own health. You know, we all have doctors, we all have medical professionals that we go to, and I'm not going to say that this podcast episode replaces any medical advice. Please do not take this episode as that. What I do want this episode to be though, I just want it to be, be something that shows you the possibility of what can happen when you take your own health into your own hands, when you get your labs done, when you're, when you're getting information from, from different sources, not just one type of doctor, but different types of doctor, both from Eastern and Western medicine, when you can learn to really challenge the conventional ideas of what you even realize is healthy living. I mean, we talk about so many things on this episode. We talked about Chris's journey and which was inspiring in itself and how he found the strength to really push through those difficult, dark times how to heal your body without taking on a lot of financial stress, which I know is a big thing for a lot of individuals, including myself in, in that way. I mean, health and wellness can be really, really, really expensive. And so that was just a really beautiful conversation. The power of documenting your wins, what health challenges can teach you about life, 
all sorts of book recommendations, all sorts of resources recommendations. I mean, if you're not feeling as good as you want and you're ready to raise the bar in your life for what it means to be healthy, then this episode is for you. I mean, you're not just going to be inspired by Chris's personal journey, but you're going to discover a lot of practical tips and strategies that are going to empower you to just do more with your health. And, you know, it doesn't matter what spectrum of the health, I guess, spectrum you're on. Um, doesn't matter if you're great or not. The best time to start was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. So I hope this episode inspires you to lean into your health, to take the reins back into your hands and to begin living that life of of vibrancy that you know is possible for yourself. So enjoy it. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or any of the podcast apps. All that means is that every single time we release a new episode like Chris's, it'll just drop straight into your phone and it goes a really long way and more people learning about the show. And I want more people to hear these types of conversations. These conversations are so important in today's day and age and more stories like Chris's need to be shared. So if you guys could do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for being here. But without further ado, here is the amazing Mr. Chris Michael Harris. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you guys are all having a brilliant day so far. I'm so pumped for this. What's up, my brother? Thanks for having me, buddy. I appreciate it. It's been years, man. I remember coming over to your home and having just such an incredible conversation on your podcast, almost like a year, a year and a half ago. But the last time you had a haircut. So if that yeah. <laughs> Before the shaggy dog was uh, unleashed into the world, that's a great segue into the conversation. We get to, uh, you get to find out all about me and I get to find out all about you and everyone gets to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. I dig it. I love it, brother. Well, I uh, one, I'm super grateful for you being here. We're talking about this before we uh, we hit the record button, but your story is is one that I just like. The first time I heard it, I remember. And now you said you got your lab test back, and you're doing better than ever. But I remember the first time you shared your story with me, I was pretty I was pretty astonished because at at that time, I didn't really know much about biohacking. I didn't really know not much about health and wellness. I really didn't know how much you could take your health into your own hands. Like I just didn't know. And I remember meeting you, and I just remember being like such it being such a stark sort of like not a shocking moment, but it was it was like holy crap! Like I didn't realize we had that much control. So, can you paint a picture of where you were at before you started your health journey? And I don't usually start with the story right in the beginning, but I think it's really important for this conversation because I want people to know sort of like what was happening in your world before you even realized you could take your own health into your own hands. So we could go all the way back to what we've kind of originated as the genesis point of the entire health crisis that came to be. But I think we'll start with the crisis first, and then we can kind of go back and give people, I think, some steps as far as maybe what they should be looking for or signs and symptoms therein, right? Because okay. I think we missed the signs for so many years. We've looked at my health journey as like a four or five year battle, but really and truly, man, it, it, it stems back to like, I was like seven or eight years old and just, it was, it was unbeknownst to me, right? Of just misdiagnosis after misdiagnosis. But yeah, when I was uh, 29, and I was in the middle of, I had just built a, you know, my first multi-million dollar company and I was, you know, raising capital and doing all the fun things, expanding the company and stuff like that. And the business just, it was running and I was crawling, right? Like it was ready to fly and I was just bedridden, li- li- quite literally. So finally my, my wife, 
she had been telling me for years, she thought there was something wrong. And I had been masking it with different things and I had different pharmaceutical drugs and antidepressants here and Vyvanse there, or Adderall, what have you, to just kind of continue to move on, putting bandage on the problem, right? Uh, all of those exacerbated the issue. Like, lo and behold, it really made it a lot worse than, than it probably could or should have been. Finally, I broke down. She said, I've heard of this company. You know, I went to this school in Atlanta and I heard they're more of like functional integrative medicine, not just purely MD or purely naturopath, but like kind of somewhere in the middle, which is what I recommend, by the way. And yes, yeah, so they ran, we did about $2,000 of labs and they came back and they're like, you are a train wreck. They said, your level of what's called intestinal dysbiosis, right? Which means that effectively you have such an imbalance of gut flora, of the, the living organisms that are inside your gut, such an imbalance. The, the story that, or the, 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 the analogy they gave me was if the good guys, the good bacteria are the cops and the bad guys are the criminals, your cops packed up and went to another town. It's literally what they said, right? I was going months at a time without having a movement. So TMI, I'm sorry, guys, but I, I just could not go to the bathroom. Uh, I'd have to take really heavy cleansers to be able to, to function like a normal person in that capacity. Right. Yeah. That's, as, that's the least gross that I can make it. And it just, things were shutting down and that was having a chain reaction throughout my entire body. So thyroid, my iodine, uh, my uh, saliva analysis and my urinalysis were double zeros. So basically thyroid just wasn't, just wasn't functioning. Same with the, my entire endocrine system. So the adrenals, same, same thing. I had the testosterone. I was high twos. I should, for somebody that age in your twenties, you should be 850 plus at least. Uh, I was in the twos. I mean, you're just looking deficiencies across the board. I mean, you, you look down and, you know, it'll pop up red if you're out of the normal range on the, your lab reports. Right. And I mean, it was just, there was more red than anything else on it. So, which is never a good sign. Uh, so we had an uphill battle. The, the C word was thrown around uh, for those that aren't arriving at a conclusion, the cancer word, uh, precancerous. And I was told that if I didn't address this and stop living the life that I was leading, right? Meaning type A driven entrepreneur, after it, not really taking care of myself. I mean, I, Raj, there was a point in time when I was really expanding the company where uh, an average day for me was whatever I get my hands on for food, but I'm not worried about that. So I would just drink the resealable monster energies throughout the day. And that was, that, that's just what I did. And at the end of the day, I would just, whatever was available, you know, I'd stop by Papa John's or, you know, whatever, and just grab whatever I could, because at that point it's, I need to get, just put food in my stomach. That was my only concern because you're invincible. You're in your twenties, you're building a company, you're, you're living your dreams, right? right? And I was told, they, they said, if you keep on this pace, if you keep doing what you're doing, you'll be gone by 40, at best case scenario, by 50, like at the pace that you're on right now and how bad things are. They said, we've never seen somebody with this kind of gut condition uh, in 35 years of practice for your age, we've not seen someone this bad before. So I heard you say a few things, right? The monsters, the Papa John's and the type A driven sort of personality, right? Which I would say is a, a, comes to stress you're putting a lot of stress on your body, right? So was it all of those things that sort of led to the breakdown or were there like, was your body naturally sort of predisposed to being something that was like, that was, that was going to get sick? Like what was the balance there? Cause like, I'm, I'm curious personally, you know, just around that, like was stress that damaging on your body to where it took somebody who was perfectly healthy and actually deteriorated it that fast? Yeah. So that's a great, I'm glad we qualified as such because that's a really important question. So I am predisposed and there are, now that I understand gut health and gut function, it goes all the way back to birth. Really and truly it does. I did not breastfeed for more than like three days. That's a huge, so that process for one, if you have, if you're a C-section baby, uh, that's huge because you're not, 
they've literally done studies that show that you don't have, you don't necessarily gather your mother's bacteria the way that you should if you're a C-section baby, which is crazy. Most people don't know that if you don't go through a natural birth canal route. Uh, the second part is if, did you breastfeed, right? For a substantial period of time. So a lot of babies are going on formula and what have you. And the bottom line is, is that most of what you're getting from breast milk is actually that is building your micro microbiome more than anything right. else. So that, those are the first two things, right? I wasn't C-section, but I didn't breastfeed. Uh, the next was, is that I grew up in Ohio and a lot of the, the, the air that comes off the Ohio River in Cincinnati in particular was causing me to have a lot of upper respiratory problems, specifically strep throat, right? So I was constantly on heavy, heavy antibiotic usage in my younger years, coupled with the fact that my father worked in the QSR fast food restaurant industry. So he sold menu board solutions, indoor and outdoor. So think you go through the drive-through, you order off a board. His company made those and he sold them. So I was in that industry. So constantly going with him, really exploring business and, you know, loving, you know, the idea of being in business. I've always been that way. But when you're there, what are you eating? You know, of course, yeah. you're, they're going to give you free right. samples of this and that. So I was, I grew up in a family that really had a propensity to eat fast food and different processed and packaged foods, right? That was just, oh, and a lot of us are on the sad diet. This, it's the standard American diet, also known as the stupid American diet, which is just your typical nasty processed, not raw earth foods that we should be eating, right? Uh, get to college and, and around middle school, if I could, we started to really see, so asthmatic, that was a huge sign that popped up, but also having some of the attention deficits, uh, some fatigue issues, things that anxiety, depression, those are all signs of gut issues. So get to college, kind of went the route of trying to play. I played um, collegiate sports for a little while. Didn't end up not making the team like I thought. Didn't work out like I planned. Broke my ankle, found out a birth defect. You're done. Career's over. Went to UGA, which is known to be a great school, but a party school. And I was drinking three, four days a week, as most college kids do at party schools, right? right? So now you're talking about, you're just completely, if you had a problem, you just threw gasoline on that problem. Then I graduate. And what do I do? I start a business. And then to your point, stress, cortisol response, stress manifests in the gut. So it's just been a, 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 the perfect storm, albeit unbeknownst to me, of creating this issue. Now, to dismiss that the last four years leading up to my 29th birthday, when you know, kind of starting that business didn't exponentially uh, play a role yeah. in that as a catalyst uh, would be, it's hard to say what played the biggest role, but I would be unwise to say they didn't play a huge role in that. And how old are you now? 34. Okay. So you're 34. So this was 29. And I mean, you look great and I know your health is, it's probably the best it's ever been. And I want to just highlight that because that's the whole point of this specific episode really is, is to show how much control you actually have when you begin to make a decision. Now, do you think people are afraid of taking health into their own hands or do you think that they don't know they can take their health into their own hands? Yeah, I think they don't know. And I think it goes even further back than that, Raj. I think, uh, and that's a really important question you asked. I'm glad you asked that. So for example, I think most of us in the afternoon at this point, we're just, it's accepted that we should be tired and yawn, right? Like that's, that's a normal thing. You have your afternoon lull after you eat and you're tired or you have to drag yourself out of bed and it's a normal part of our existence. Or maybe you have multiple waking things in the night, right? Where you're, hey, I wake up at one o'clock and I have to go to the bathroom and I wake up at 2.30 and 4.30 and five. And that's just normal. You're waking up seven, eight times a night. You're not getting the adequate sleep that you need. We have lowered the bar so much when it comes to what health and wellness should look like that I think we've kind of lost sight of what it actually is. Like there's so many of us, I would say majority of us, 95% of us are live suboptimally in terms of our health, right? Like it's just, in, and, and it's not even necessarily the life aspects. There's also environmental toxins, the things in our food, all the other things that I had to learn, right? That play a role in that as well. 
So I think that's a huge part of it is we don't know that we're sick. I often tell people this. I'm like, if you feel lazy and you're procrastinating, it's probably not that you're lazy. It's probably you're sick, right? And that's what I came to find out is like, we're just very sick. In fact, I'll give you a, a statistic to validate that. They, they, they really have studied a lot of, you know, what does a healthy gut look like versus what does not look like? And I talk a lot about the gut and for all intents and purposes, I understand the gut isn't everything, albeit you can't achieve optimal health and wellness with an unhealthy gut, right? That's just, that's just the end of it. So whatever, whatever kind of credibility you want to put in gut health, it does have a chain reaction. It does have an effect on the rest of the body. Two out of 10 people at this point. So only 20% of people have found to have what they would deem to be a healthy gut. Now, for all intents and purposes, I would say that whatever they deem to be a healthy, quote unquote, again, lowering that bar of normalcy is probably not truly optimal, but considered to be in a normal range, which again, I wouldn't deem to be optimal. So we're very, very unhealthy. We've created an environment and moreover, uh, we've created lifestyles around lowering the bar or not protecting our health at any and all costs. And then you throw on what I perceive to be, and this is maybe even more controversial than, than anything else, but uh, we've got a really bastardized corporate wellness environment that we live in, right? So I'm not, I'm not, again, I mentioned this before, I love functional integrative medicine where you have an MD that's cross-trained in a lot of different avenues versus just truly Eastern or Western medicine. Yeah. Right? Like, if I'm sick, don't give me an essential oil. I love essential oils. I have nothing against essential oils, but if I get hit by a train, give me the drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? To me, it's what tool is necessary for the battle you're going into, right? And then applying it accordingly. I think the problem is, is that we just don't first know that we're sick. And then secondly, there's so much information out there and many, much of the information will actually dismiss. So I'll give you an example. I talked to a girl the other day and I won't share her name or, or much of her story because, you know, to protect her privacy, but she's in a bad way. And her doctor told her, why would you have these labs run? Because she went to a naturopathic doctor and had some labs run to know what's going on and deficiencies and things of that nature. She said, only a quack would have you do that. In what world does it make sense that a quack would tell you to go find out if you have mineral or vitamin deficiencies? That, that to me seems logical. That's right. like looking at the analytics to your website. Like, of course you want to know what kind of traffic you're driving, where it's coming from. That's, that's sensible, right? So there's just so much information out there that's, you know, we've had, we have like understandings or impressions about certain doctors or quacks or certain or this, or you shouldn't listen to that, or this is the only way is to take this drug or this pharmaceutical. You know, so there's just a lot of information out there that contradicts other information that we've come to, to find or believe. And you could find that to be the case from one doctor to the next. You could go to one right. MD and says, you just yes. need one thing or diagnose you with something, go to another MD and they diagnose you with something else. So there's just, you don't, there's not like a source that you go to that's truly reliable that you feel like this is the route that I should go. And honestly, we, we haven't educated ourselves. We haven't empowered right. ourselves either. So that's, I think the place I would love to maybe dive into, like with so much conflicting information, Right. I could see how fear could actually bubble up. I don't want to make the wrong decision. I don't want to start something and then hurt myself even more. There's a lot of fear and which likely would cause procrastination. Like I thought it was really interesting that you mentioned procrastination is even a function of you being sick, which I'd love to even dive in. Because I've always thought procrastination was a belief like, oh, I don't I don't want to screw this up or I'm, I'm being like, I'm sure there's a mental aspect to it, too. But it's really interesting that there's actually a body aspect to it. But I'm curious, like. How does one become more confident in their own sort of ability to take their health into their own hands, right? Like I see you now, like you're five years into your health journey and I see how much confidence you have now. Was that how, like when you first started and you had all these things broken and you had all these maybe doctors telling you one thing and then you had, like, I, I, how did, how did you learn to be more empowered with your health? 
How did you learn to sort of ground yourself in the things you could control on this journey so that it didn't overwhelm you and almost take you off of the path altogether? Yeah, man, that's a, oof, that's a really long answer. So for one, let me give people context because if there's anybody out there that's listening to this and they were in that situation, let me kind of paint a picture of what was going on. So I was extremely depressed for me to, to take my trash out you know, from my apartment to the, to the trash dumpster was like a win for my day. That's how little energy I had. And it could take me a week to recover from even the slightest bit of, of physical activity. I mean, literally, I had told my wife on a number of occasions, I was like, I, I, I'm suicidal for sure. Like I was having suicidal thoughts. Like I was in a really, really dark place. And, and I think too, and having lost that business that I was working on, I had poured my heart and soul into because of the fact that I got sick. Uh, I was also having like this massive identity crisis. Like, who am I if I'm not this, right? If I'm not this successful startup guy that I built myself up to be, then who am I actually? So it was like this weird, um, this weird place of like, am I good enough to just be me, right? Without this thing that I've built myself up to be, you know, Chris, the successful entrepreneur, not just Chris, right? And so it was just a weird place. So thank God for the internet, honestly. Thank God for people like Dr. Josh Axe. Uh, thank God for people like Dr. Hyman, Dr. Berg, guys that I just discovered online. Um, but man, there was this back and forth. I remember feeling like I was in the middle of this tug of war because you know, I had the, the MDs, you know, traditional practitioners pulling me one direction. Well, it's because you got off this. It's because you got off that. It's because you got off your antidepressants. You got off, and I chose to get off of those on my own. They, they advised me not to do that. And then I had, you know, the other voices, including the practitioners that I was going to that ran those labs, pulling me in another direction. So it was just this weird place, man, this weird, it was a total leap of faith to go down this other route, right? To just pursue these people that I had discovered on the internet, <laughs> you know, like they, they, but they had these incredible stories, like, like Jordan Rubin, like, his family spent over $100,000 going to all these practitioners all over the world, trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with him because he got to college and he got down to like, I mean, dude, his pictures are gross. He got down to like 95 pounds. He was literally dying from Crohn's disease. And they're going all over the world trying to figure out what they could do because he was literally bleeding every day, bleeding out. So following those stories, finding those, those people online, I don't think, and I've had them on my show, like Dr. Josh Axe and Jordan Rubin specifically. And I, I thank them for the work that they do because- we're yeah. in a moment in time in the age of information where there is so much out there. It makes it harder to disseminate what you should listen to. makes it harder to figure out. Like if you listen to everything Dr. Josh Ack says, you'd be taking 450 supplements. <laughs> like, because there's just, there's so much that he, he talks about, about certain conditions and certain things and, you know, giving options for people of what they can do. So for me, and this is what I would really um, advise people to do, because I want to make, I want to give, make things practical. I want to make it pragmatic, right? Yep. You're going to feel like you're drinking through a fire hose. You are, if you're in this situation and that's where you are and you're feeling super depressed and you've got all these issues and you're like, where, where do I even start? It's going to feel overwhelming. So I think the thing you have to realize is that this is going to be a journey. If I knew what I knew now, Raj, like everything I've known after four, almost five years since my diagnosis, I would have knocked down a year. I would have, because I know exactly what I need to do. And I know the exact practitioners and everything. But, but here's the thing people don't realize. I wasn't just sitting around like on, on my couch, watching Netflix, waiting for that to happen. I was educating myself. I was pursuing yep. these different avenues. I was trying different things. I kept a diary every day of the foods that I ate and how I responded to them. I ran labs every six months. I analyzed for myself, what do those labs actually mean? And what can I do about them? I talked to other people, right? I followed other people that had been through it before me to learn what they did about it. I, I created a new environment for myself. I, I, There's so many things that I did to just slowly indoctrinate. I, I tell you, I was getting my, my degree in health and wellness to a large degree, right? So I would start with, can I watch a YouTube video today about my health? Can I join some Facebook group? Can I and get myself in a conversation? Can I listen to stuff like this? 
like with the conversation you are having right now, right? People are putting their wisdom out there. I, I, I truly believe this regardless of, you know, whatever you are, I, I'm a Christian. And so, you know, that like, if that, if that, if that doesn't work for you, whatever, whatever works for you works for you. But I firmly believe that in, in the infinite divine wisdom of whatever it is that you believe in, that we are put in situations so that we can overcome that challenge and then bless other people with that. Yeah. Right? Like hundred percent. I grew so much from this Raj. I'm a completely different human being for the better. I thought this was the bane of my existence. I thought at the time, I thought that this was the end for me. I'm like, I'm never gonna be able to be the successful entrepreneur that I want to be. I'm gonna have to just settle to be this schmuck that can't do anything. And I feel like an old man, like I was saying, but man, what I've come to find is that not only has it empowered me and made me such a better person in literally every, it's funny because it's made me better in the ways that I was weakest. I was not patient at all. Well, five years will make you patient, <laughs> you know? Being able to have conversations like this where it helps other people is such a blessing that I'm like, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me now, but it wouldn't have been if I didn't just take it day by day, video by video, conversation by conversation, finding support groups, finding other people that are going through stuff similar to what you're going through. And what are you doing? Try things, experiment, but take it day by day. Don't try to do it all at once because that's going to be really overwhelming. What inspired you to, to actually stick through the journey when seemingly it takes time to sort of reverse things, right? Or it takes time to like, you said it took you a year. You could have shaved off a year if you knew what you knew now, right? Like, so I imagine over that time period, there was a lot of mistakes. There was a lot of like dead ends. There's a lot of you hitting walls. There's a lot of you maybe wasting time or like feeling like you're not making progress. Like what inspired you to keep moving forward when seemingly there's so many, like you're, like you're, it's almost like you're teaching yourself how to live, you know? And so in a lot of ways, like, could you talk about that specific piece, like where the inspiration came from? And, and, and it, it sounds like you're a man of faith as well. So I'd love to see if faith actually played a role in, in this journey for you and, and how it did and how it continues to. Yeah. So to qualify, uh, I think I could have recovered in a, in a year and 12 months, maybe 18. I think that's, if you get on the right plan, regardless of what's going on, you will see radical, like your labs will look totally different in 12 to 18 months if you're on the right plan. Usually the typical barometer is if you don't see movement in three to six months, you're on the wrong plan. So just so people have that context, that, that's, that's how you know, because one of the things that you just brought up is so, so, so important. Some people, they stay stuck and they're not seeing wins. And then they end up just going back and saying, well, there's no, and, and, I, and I'll be yep. candid with you. To sit here and tell you, Raj, that I was 100% in and committed at, at all points in time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to eat this kale. I don't actually, I don't recommend kale. Kale's not good for you. But uh, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to make these lifestyle changes, right? I'm going to eliminate gluten and dairy and do all these things, right? I, I frequently almost went back to the Vivance route to just saying, you know what? If I live to 50, I'm just going to crush it. I'm going to burn the brightest candle that anybody's ever seen. And I'm just going to rock out and just go down in a blaze of glory. And I'll, I'll say this, I did say something in, in my message before about having support. If it weren't for my wife, there's no way I get out of this. No way. Being alone, there's no way. Because in the moments where I was just really down or really negative or really depressed, and here's the thing, when you're overcoming something like this, Raj, I can, t I can see and look at my labs, my tyrosine levels are low, meaning my neurotransmitter production is not what it should be. Meaning, again, I talked about procrastination and laziness. If you're not, produ if you're not producing, most people don't know this. Most of your neurotransmitters are produced in your gut, not in your brain. Isn't that crazy? You have more nerve endings in your gut uh, than you do in your spinal column. That's insanity to me, right? It's literally the second brain of the body. So if you don't have the neurotransmitter production, you're going to literally feel certain ways. You can't trust how you feel. You can't. Like, you literally can't trust how you feel because your emotions are just all over the body. I was just numb to everything. So my point is this. My wife was my, was my beacon of light. 
my wife was the one that was able to say, okay, I have a clear mind. I have a healthy mind. I'm able to kind of, when you're down, I can tell you like, Chris, this is just part of it. The reason you feel that way is because this is what's going on with you. And physiologically, this is what's happening. Or she would make me a meal, right? Of saying, hey, I'm going to make the prepare this meal for you because it's all these different alternatives that I have to have and all these things I can't eat. And think, I mean, it, at its worst, I was down to five foods that I can have. That's it. Five foods. I lost, I was down like 150 pounds. I lost like 40 pounds. Like I just couldn't put, I couldn't yeah. eat anything that wasn't causing a crazy inflammatory response. So the answer to your question is, is that all the time, all the time you're questioning, all the time you're doubting, is this the route? Is this going to work? Having that support, like my wife was just the, the biggest blessing in the world. The other thing is this, and if I could go back, I would be even more intentional about this, Raj. This is so important. So important. You have to document your wins in the journey, right? It's like when you're growing in height, when you're a kid, you don't realize you've grown. And then all of a sudden you look at that mark on the one, you'll be like, yeah. holy God, I've grown six yeah. inches. <laughs> like point. I didn't even realize I'm six foot eight now. <laughs> you know, like, I had no idea. Other people see it. Like, so for example, if you had seen me at 29 and you see me now, I promise you, I promise you this, I'll send you a picture. At 25, I looked five years older than I do right now. That's a true story. I look better than I did 10 years ago, almost, than, than I did at that time. And it, it's because of that. So here's the deal. If you're not documenting pictures, writing things down, taking a food journal, doing a diary, all these various aspects of being really intentional about notating the improvements, but also what works for you and what doesn't work for you, right? Like I found fasting worked great for me because my insulin resistance was out of control. You have to be invested in it in more than one way, support, documenting things, notating, celebrating wins. When you finally overcome something, celebrate, especially if you're a type A entrepreneur, if you're like more of a driven type person, because it's all about the next thing. It's always about yep. the destination. It's not about the journey, right? So that almost drove me crazy. And thankfully my wife uh, really, really <laughs> insisted keep your journal, keep your diary. And I wish I had done it more than I did. As far as faith is concerned, that was really tough, man. I don't think I've ever cursed directly at God more than I did throughout this journey. Like, I, I honestly, I don't believe I did. And I was like a little kid kicking and screaming because my mom wouldn't buy me a toy at Toys R Us or whatever. R.I.P. Toys R Us. <laughs> Force them like a four or Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think the one thing though is people like, I'm trying to say this in a way that doesn't come across as boastful because I certainly don't anticipate or expect or, or, or intend for it to be the case. I'd never been so much in a situation in my life where I relied on something beyond myself more than that season of my life. Like I had always been able to resort back to my own wisdom, my own intelligence, my own willpower in so many ways that having all of those removed and being truly backed into a corner where you have no choice you have no choice but to trust something beyond yourself was the most terrifying thing in my life. But the only time I can truly tell you that I've acted in total faith in the unknown, like the, the, the biggest act of faith in my entire life, because it was just this dark tunnel that I had no idea where I was going. And I don't like that, man. I like having control. I like grab the bull by the horns and I don't care if it goes down a blaze of glory. At least I have control over it. At least I was the right. I can look at myself right. and say, like, okay, well, it was because you did this wrong. But having to put faith in somebody else, something else, it really challenges your faith. It really challenges like, do you really believe in this? Or you just kind of go through the, go through the movements of it. Do you just say that you believe in this thing? I went from cursing God to thanking God, as I mentioned, saying like, this was the greatest blessing of my life. And I learned so much, not only about myself, and I became an enhanced version of myself in so many ways. And I feel like God pulled potential out of me that I didn't even realize was there. Like, I honestly didn't realize that I could be so tenacious. I honestly didn't realize that I could be so persistent. I honestly didn't realize 
that I could be so dedicated, that I could be so strong, that I could, and I don't, I honestly, like I said, don't say these things to be boastful. I say these things because it's like yeah. something, like God gave me that opportunity to do that, right? And God like gave me the strength to do it, which is such a beautiful thing that I think sometimes it's like, a, it's like a mother that their child is trapped under a tire and they just like lift the car. So, you know, like it was one of those tight moments for me, which is like this supernatural abilities came to me, but it was through, Versus. through my faith, right? Through my belief in something beyond myself. And I believe it was such an important part of recovery. Like I just, I just knew like no matter how glim things looked and, 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 you know, getting labs back lab after lab, like I can tell you now, like labs are totally different, but man, there were times when I got labs back and it was like, Oh my God, we've taken steps back. <laughs> like, Oh, we're starting over again. You know, like, it's just so frustrating. You spend all this money. I spent probably North of 50, $60,000 and that might be conservative, right? That might be conservative. And so when you do that and you don't see the true results you're looking for, you haven't arrived. Right. And, and you see, you know, I told you this when you came on my show, but I see my friends and people like you that are out living their dreams and like, you know, they're able to, to, to go do things and, and grow their businesses and to be relegated to not being able to do those things. Yeah. To being like, Hey, today I might be able to eat oatmeal without having a problem. Right. Like, Oh man, big old day for Chris, you know, it's really tough, man. So you grow in so many ways. And I think you're forced, you're put in the pressure cooker. You're forced to really lean into your faith more than you maybe ever have. And I, I honestly, in that sense, I really feel like no matter what happens, no matter what's thrown at me at this point forward, that's such a beautiful gift. Brandon Burchard talks about it. He calls it the mortality experience. Like he had an accident and almost died. Car accident. I think he was in like Jamaica or something like that. Really young, like 19. And he came out of it and he's like, you kind of lose your, your perception of what fear should be, right? Yeah. Because you've almost died. Like what's worse than almost dying? So in a large way, man, I think that it's empowered me in so many ways. Uh, and I've just, it's just become, okay, what could happen that's worse than this? Like, of course we'll overcome it. I think that we, we get so disrupted by little petty things in our lives. And I used to do the same thing myself, right? Like now I'm like, whatever happens, I got it. Like God's got it. Like something's going to, it's going to work out in my favor, right? No matter what. And I think that that, that strength, that courage, that belief, that faith is invaluable, right? Like I wouldn't trade that for the world at this point, but it took me going through hell to, to build that, to strengthen that muscle. So it's been everything to answer your question. It's crazy how the universe, God, whatever you believe in, tends to give you the perfect flavor of crisis for you to discover your unique and perfect power, right? Like we're all born with unique personality traits, unique combinations of resilience and, and perseverance and grit. And it takes those challenges. It takes those seasons of life in order to, and I loved what you said about my faith allowed me to almost access my superpowers, those superpowers. And I love that you are boasting because it is something to be proud of, right? Like it is something to hold on to. Like when everything is burning around you, what can you hold on to? You can hold on to yourself. You can hold on to the things you see in yourself. You can hold on to those aspects of you that you can lean on to step into your own greatness, to, to change the story, to leave, to meet life in a way that allows that inspiration to flow to everyone around you. And, and I see that in you. I mean, as you're speaking, I'm, I feel how much power you have as, as a being, right? Like I feel it. And it's, and it's, and it's such a reminder that we all have that, right? Like last year was probably one of the harder years for most people on, on the planet, right? COVID really shook up a lot of things for everyone. And, and it's such a reminder in this period of time where there's turmoil and things happening that 
these are the moments where you get to actually lean into surrender, where you do actually get to lean into to your faith, to, to this idea that you were put here to overcome what is in front of you. So I love it, man. I'm, I'm really glad that you actually boasted. And I'm really glad that you're, you're, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean that from like the bottom of my heart, like, because it's such a reminder for all of us to actually own our power. Yeah. Yeah. You say, you say something really important. If you do believe in something that's more divine, you're never given more than what you can handle. So if you look at it, be like, man, if, if God, the universe gave me this challenge must really have a lot of faith in me, a lot mm. of belief in my ability and my ability to overcome this. And so it's just a, it's just an amazing way to like turn that paradigm on top of its head and be like, okay, like if you look at it as not as problems, but as challenges, like it's crazy. And I'm sure you've had this experience, Raj, where, you know, you and I both interview people like we're doing right now. And I'll tell you one of the common denominators that I found interviewing some of the people that I've interviewed, some, you know, people that I just admire and respect to no end The common denominator is, is they went through hell. The common denominator is they had challenges of which other people couldn't even bear to think about going through. Right. And so it's just like, man. If you want greatness, I, I hate to say it this way. I really do. I think it's very uh, somewhat masochistic to view it this way, but I keep seeing it over and over again where greatness just seems to require just a path that no one else is willing to take, right? And so I think if you look at it as a challenge and say, you know, this is hard, this is really hard, but when I beat this, imagine how amazing it's going to be and imagine how many people I'm going to help, right? I think sometimes when we're going through challenges, we tend to have this inward focus, what it means about us, right? Like, oh, well, it's a challenge and you, know, you go into your like victimhood or what have you. But if you start thinking about like, man, if I beat this, imagine what it's going to help other people do, right? I think if you have that service to others mentality, it's like, man, I'm going to inspire so many people. Like if it just, if, if and I know everybody says, if just one person, but truly, if just one person is listening to this, is in like a really bad health place. Maybe they didn't know and they're hearing me talk about some of the symptoms that I had or they're like, oh my God, I was on antibiotics or I drank a lot in college or whatever. And I'm having these similar issues. If just that one person went and said, I'm going to pursue these other, these other avenues. I'm going to explore this and maybe consider some of the things Chris is talking about. It changed their life. Imagine, is there anything greater that you could do with your life? No dollar amount or what have you, no accolade, no accomplishment is better or bigger or grander than helping one person change the course of their entire life, which could in effect change the course of a generation after them. It could change their children's lives, change their children's children's lives, right? Like I think that we sometimes underestimate our opportunity that lies within the challenges we experience. Well, and you know, diamonds are made under pressure. And I've always believed that, you know, your mess is your message, right? Like most people are looking for their purpose. They're looking for their calling. They're looking for what they're meant to do in their lives. Well, if you're present inside of the chrysalis, which is that period of struggle and growth and transformation, you're naturally going to realize that what you endured and the strength that you had to embody in order to endure what you did is actually the gift that you get to give others. You get to help them unlock that gift. And and I love that you mentioned the universe or that God wouldn't give you a challenge that was in line with your own inner potential. You know, like I've always believed, at least for me, like I think I read this quote a while back and I just loved it. Like the universe wouldn't throw you into the wolf pen if she didn't believe that you had a wolf in you too. These aspects of us have to be brought out through that, that chrysalis, like that struggle, that transformation, the heat, the cold, the, the thing, it's just whatever pushes you. And, and I've learned to not in a masochistic way, but like really actually now lean more into challenge and not necessarily, like, I think I used to want to disconnect from hard times. Like when things got hard, I would either go to, you know, a bar. When things got hard, I would want to go on a vacation. When things got difficult, instead of actually going into it, I would actually step away. And, you know, last year was actually the biggest, like I kind of flipped that on its head. And I was like, well, what if I actually went into this? And I 
didn't try escaping what I was feeling? What if I was allowing myself to actually be in the struggle? What would happen? And I mean, I've, I've realized more about myself than ever in that journey. That's such what you just said. Honestly, guys, if you take anything away from this whole conversation, I think that is one of the most profound things to take away. I think what you just said, because we've never had more of those potential escapes, Raj, never. Like you could literally, I think a lot of people do this. Like they just, they avoid dealing with their problems because Netflix is there. I can just watch Netflix, you know, Cobra Kai's on, I just binge three seasons in a row, right? Or I can just go find this outlet, go to this bar, right? Do these other things instead of confronting that and, and avoiding that challenge, that opportunity to be something more. So I, I think it's so important that you just said that. I wanted to highlight it. Um, I appreciate that, man. And there's a lot of information still out there, right? Now, I'm curious how, and, and you said you mentioned, I think you mentioned 50 to 60 grand on labs that you've spent over, I don't know what period of time. That's probably lab, labs, doctors, supplements, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. So for the individual that may not have those financial resources, but are listening to this podcast and, you know, they've, they've kind of come to a space where like, Hey, I want to take more empowering care of my health. Like how would you sort of recommend that they start their journey to health without necessarily having the resources that, that you did to sort of, you know, take that and really jump into it full swing. But how would you communicate an empowering route to, to health for somebody who may not have the resources? Okay. So this is really important that you ask this question. Great question. I want to be clear. When we first started this journey, my business was failing because of the fact that I got sick and it, just, it quickly imploded. There was, a, there was a, a variety of things that happened that led to a very quick death of that company. That led to me being sued by multiple individuals. I was raising capital. I was being sued for hundreds of thousands of dollars as a result of that. So we were in a very, very tight situation. We almost got evicted and we actually had to move very far away from where we were moving just to get more affordable housing at that time. So I was in that situation where I literally, we did not have two nickels. We had to literally launch a new business just so that we could afford our basic needs because it was like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Okay, well, we've got this knowledge. Like, how can we package this up? And my wife, fortunately, her business was starting to take off at the same time. So thank God that were the case. But we were, I mean, two nickels, we were doing well, right? Like getting past rent, we were doing well. So we were in that situation. So what I recommend is this, find somebody online that you tend to just resonate with. You like their message, you like what they have to say. And I'm talking the, the, the works, right? You're, I'm talking the, the, the functional medicine practitioners on the internet. They're at least going to educate you on what's going on. If you've got a thyroid issue, I promise you, Dr. Eric Berg is tremendous. He has phenomenal resources on what's actually happening in your body, foods that may be making it worse. Because you may be in a situation where basically something you are consuming is affecting your thyroid and maybe you just don't know that, right? Or maybe you don't know you have a thyroid problem at all. But the internet is a phenomenal place for free information. I would start there, all right? So consume as much as you can. Subscribe to their shows. They have webinars, they have free classes. They have all kinds of cool, awesome resources that you can take advantage of. I would absolutely recommend starting there and then modifying your diet. And I think a lot of people have maybe a distorted view of how much it costs to actually eat healthy foods, right? I think they think you're going to Whole Foods and you got to spend $700 instead of going to your local Kroger or wherever it is, your HEB, wherever you live in the world and spending a hundred bucks. We would go to Aldi. Aldi is tremendous. Aldi is considered a discount grocery store. And lo and behold, they actually... Uh, carry a lot of organic foods, a lot of wild caught, things of that nature, a lot of healthy alternatives. We're actually cutting down our expenses in groceries versus adding to them, eating more healthy. So you just have to explore options. And that may mean you're going to multiple locations. It means you have to get some things at Costco, or you have to get some things at, at uh, natural grocers, you have to get some things at Aldi, like I mentioned. So really develop a plan and find out, okay, here's the foods that I think I need to start developing a more healthy lifestyle. Am I going to get 100% healthy? No. But is it going to make 
Is it going to provide utility and get me in the right direction and create momentum towards my goal? Absolutely, yes. The second part of that would be this. So we've got some lifestyle stuff going. You're learning, you're educating yourself. I'd actually quickly also recommend a book that I always recommend to people. I'm a big fan of Ben Greenfield. I think he's tremendous. I love Dave Asprey from Bulletproof as well. I think Ben Greenfield's a little bit more relatable and I kind of just kind of dig his stuff more, but I think either one of them are tremendous. But the book Boundless, yeah. Boundless by Ben Greenfield is like a 700 and something page book. It is an encyclopedia of health. This guy is crazy. He tests everything. I mean, he does literally everything that's out there. He has tested, he's interviewed hundreds of thousands of people, probably at this point, honestly, uh, about what it is specifically as far as human health and optimization. I read that book. I've read it cover to cover. And that alone uh, is going to enhance my knowledge. And you don't even have to read from cover to cover. Open the book. If it talks about hormones and you have a hormone problem, read that chapter. That's it. If it talks about foods you should avoid that are causing you to have gut problems, awesome. Read that chapter. It's probably 20 pages, right? So, but have that at your disposal, have something at your disposal you can, you can fall back on. So books, YouTube channel, you're probably at now at this point, you probably save money on groceries if you're doing it right. Uh, and you probably spent maybe, I think Ben's book is $30. And if for 700 page encyclopedia of nerd is like 700 pages. So that's a phenomenal way to get started. The next step would be this. So there's a lot of do it yourself at home kind of tests that are out there. The one that I recommend specific is called Viome. It's V like Victor, Viome. All right. Uh, Viome is going to give you about a 110 page report. And what it's going to tell you is, here's what is it, we're, we're deriving from your, your sample and your sample being your stool, just to be abundantly clear. Uh, they send you this thing out, you do your thing, you send it back into them. What's crazy is it'll tell you about uh, butyrate. It'll tell you about inf- inflammation. It'll tell you about bacteria. It'll tell you about potential uh, parasites. I mean, it gives you all this information. What they've been able to do is actually translate it in a way that they can speak to the average lay person, right? In addition to that, what they do, Raj, which is tremendous because it's like 200 bucks. No, not even. I think you can get, I think you get it for like less than 150, if I'm not mistaken. So for 150 bucks, you can do this yourself, give you a 110 page report. The other really cool thing they do is they actually give you somewhat of a meal plan. So they tell you, these are foods that are superfoods and these are foods that you should avoid, right? So in some cases, some based on your stool. Yeah. Based on your stool, right. Based on your stool. In some cases, a lot of people are like, well, I don't eat McDonald's. I, I hate French fries and I don't do all these things. I don't smoke cigarettes, I don't, right? We're doing most of the healthy things, but here's the deal. Your body may not be, in, in my case, avocado popped up my list. Avoid avocado. Um, uh, bell pepper, red bell pepper popped up on my list. It's not a forever thing, but right, right. now when your body becomes compromised, you start to develop uh, immuno responses to certain foods. Well, if you're having an immuno response to a certain food and it's causing inflammation, it's gonna have a chain reaction throughout the body. Viome will be able to tell you in real time, this is what's going on right now for this season, not forever, for this season of your health journey, these foods you want to eliminate. These foods are superfoods. You really want to eat more of them, right? These are foods that are okay. You can eat them every single day. So that alone, that value, you can take that for an entire year, right? So put it on a credit card if you have to, if you're like totally just can't afford it and pay it off over the next year. And you're paying what, 10, 12 bucks a month to pay that thing off. And you get insights. They're going to help you throughout your entire year and do it once a year. All right, so you got a $200 annual investment, right? And I can promise you this. If you say, I don't have a $200, invest, uh, $200 to spend, cut your cable bill, cut your Netflix, cut whatever it is, back off of your Amazon spending. Actually, you can buy Viome on Amazon. So if you want to buy your Viome from Amazon, you can do that as well. But really have that as a starter, right? It's not the best in the world. It doesn't, you can't replace a doctor. You just can't. Like they're just expertise and stuff like that. You just can't replace But it starts your journey. Start your journey, right? We're t- exactly. Started, We're talking yeah, about getting get the ball empowered, rolling. Yeah. Getting the ball rolling. My, my guess is this. 
you're going to start feeling so much better just from that, just from educating yourself, making sure you're getting proper sleep, adequate sleep, right? If you want to go a little bit further, you can get a, a biometric watch like I wear. This thing tells me because I'm, I'm driven. I'm type A. I'm crazy. I'll work till three in the morning because I just like to. This thing tells me, hey, bud, your body battery, which is a, a couple of different metrics in the formula, but basically it tells you your HRV score, which is the stress on your body. Effectively, it's the, the, the most accurate way we can measure stress on the body. It's called HRV. It's heart rate variability. It'll tell me, hey, bud, you're down to a 15. It's time to go to bed. Or, hey, you're stressed right now. You need to do some breathing exercises. So this is like kind of my governor, right? When you drive something and it stops you at 60 miles an hour because it's, you're going you're to really push the limits too far, this is your governor. I have a governor on myself because I know I will be my own worst enemy if I let myself, right? So if you, that's 100 bucks. So you're looking at maybe a couple hundred dollar investment just to get the ball rolling, continue to educate yourself, continue to learn, continue to watch YouTube videos. Maybe they offer an online program where they're like, hey, you know, we're going to offer this program for 200 bucks and maybe you go ahead and invest in it, but slowly start to indoctrinate, indoctrinate yourself, slowly start to educate yourself. And what you'll find is that windfall, my guess, is going to start providing so much benefit to you that you're going to be so much more productive in your work or in your business or whatever it is that you do that you're going to be like, oh my gosh, give me more of this. Where you're to the point that I am where you're just crazy about your numbers. And then you start exploring what a functional medicine practitioner could look like for you. Man, I got... <sighs> I want to make sure I ask this question before we, we wrap up because this is this is really important, at least for what I just heard. You have a lot of like boundaries, a lot of like you have your governor, you've got your labs, everything that kind of keeps you accountable. What balance is it between like the actual data and then you just sort of intuitively sort of connecting with your body to know what's good for you? Like, do you have a balance of like listening to your body and yourself and your intuition and then also matching that up with data? Yeah, totally, man. So you're not going to, so for example, when I started doing a, a 18-6 intermittent fasting schedule, the data did not change at all. It didn't. Like there was nothing discernible from my data that suggested that I was doing better, but I felt a lot better, right? So I think you, at the end of the day, you're using data to help you make better decisions, but you're not living by the data. Like I'm not like, well, my body battery's here, so I can just continue to run another marathon. It's like, no, <laughs> like that's probably doesn't make sense. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's, Data helps you make decisions. I always say the best decisions are made in numbers. So use the data to help you make a more educated decision, but don't live and die by the data. But what you just said is really important. And that's why I recommended first is keeping a diary, keeping a food diary, keeping you know something in place. Say, you know, today uh, I slept until eight instead of my usual 7.15, right? Or I went to bed at 9.30. Or, you know, last night I turned the TV off at 7.30 and I really just feel like I slept a lot better. Now, the good thing is, is that when I wake up as an anecdote and I feel like, hey, you know, I, I feel like I slept well last night. I feel really refreshed. I have the data to fall back on to validate that because my deep sleep will re reflect that I got an hour and 15 minutes of deep sleep and I got two and a half hours of REM. So I like to fall back on the data so I'm not being subjective so I can validate my subjective opinions or my insight as far as what actually happened, but I don't live in, by, and die by it. And some people, I've actually recommended this watch or, or others, Whoop, Aura Ring, Biostrap, stuff like that I've recommended. And people actually return them because they're like, it just made me more stressed, right? Th this should empower you. It shouldn't consume you. So that's really important that you bring that up. I love that, dude. Man, I feel like so much I could ask, but I want to be I want to be respectful of time. Chris, your journey is is one that I am. I, I just think it's it's one of the most inspiring things, and I, I'm just so grateful that you were so vulnerable in sharing the actualities of your journey and how hard it was and the things that worked. Because I just feel like when people get pushed to the edge with health. They do just, it's almost like the will to fight just kind of dissipates because it's your body, right? Like it's your body. Like it's not just like a, like a job or like you can go find another job. It's like 
when your body's deteriorating, there's just like, I just feel like there's so much that goes against it, but I'm just really grateful, man, for you and how you shared that aspect of your journey. And and I, and I know it's going to help a lot of people listening. And so thank you. Yeah, I appreciate I, I appreciate you having me, man, because it's uh it, it's it's not often I get to sit and talk for almost a full hour about the health specifically. It's always kind of an afterthought or like a challenge that I had, but then it's like, okay, well, I need to focus on business, right? Because that's what I teach people. That's that's part of what I do with my business. Well, it's the large part of what I do with my business. So it's awesome to have the opportunity to just spend and dedicate this much time to it. So I appreciate the opportunity to do that. For sure. Do you have like a like if somebody wanted to reach out and maybe just ask for help with health related stuff, like do you have any resources that you do create? I know you do a lot of stuff for like helping people start businesses, but, and by the way, Chris's podcast is freaking awesome. If you want to go listen to a younger Raj, <laughs> spin, I don't even, I think we talked about gratitude. We talked about my journey. We talked about a bunch of stuff, but like, I think that was like almost a year and a half ago, but Chris, your podcast is amazing too. So talk a little bit about just that. I, I want to make sure that people get some context around what you got going on. Yeah. So we, we launched, um, one of the things that I noticed in my entrepreneurial journey was I wish I had known like a statement that re- was recurring all the time is I wish I had known this six months ago. It would have been far less painful. Had I known this, had I known how to manage cash flow, had I known how to effectively hire, had I known how to find the right yeah. business coach and mentor, right? Like it, it just was a pervasive thought for me throughout my growth journey and growth sounds awesome. And it is awesome. And I know you've experienced it as well, but man, we grew and from year one to year two, we grew a thousand percent. We from 50,000 to half a million dollars. And that, that sounds fun, but it comes with so many challenges. And so that, that was something that I just said, you know, one day I'm going to create a school in my mind. I'm going to create a school for entrepreneurs. So I literally created Startup U, like Startup University, where we are adding new resources, new educational pieces for people that are interested in entrepreneurship. We just launched it within the past couple of months. It was kind of an, a, a, an informal thing. Now it's a formal thing that we're actually really actively launching where there's probably already 75 to 100 plus hours of training inside of that, those various programs. Think like you apply to a, a university and you have many classes. You can go to a biology class or accounting or what have you. So we're going to have multiple classes to teach you various skills inside of Startup U. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, and it's awesome because we're covering a lot of bases. And I think it's going to inspire and help a lot of entrepreneurs be successful. The failure rate for entrepreneurship is so high. And we need, and I, I firmly believe this, I don't think the bureaucrats are going to fix the problems in the world. I think it's going to be people like, like Raj, people like you guys that are entrepreneurs that have an idea that can change the way the business is done, the way that the world operates. People like Elon Musk, it's sending missiles to Mars, right? So it's just unbelievable. And I think we need more people that actually have the mechanics of how to do it out of just having an idea and thinking, well, I, I should get funding and then it'll work. Well, okay, well, just because you have funding doesn't mean you know what to do with it. You got to have the mechanics actually know how to run a business and the mindset and the resources and the principles and everything else that goes with that. So we're really, really excited about that. I appreciate the shout out. It's um, Startup You Podcast is that we've actually was Entrepreneur Hour now at Startup You Podcast. So we're doing a lot of really cool stuff for entrepreneurs, including health. Uh, actually, I'm partnering with a, a, uh, with a doctor to help people in these capacities. So you mentioned how can people get some resources about health and wellness. Actually, I would offer people, and I do have like a biohacking play, uh, a playbook and things that they can download and stuff like that. I'm happy to provide that link to do so. You can go to haycmh.com. It's on my homepage. But one of the biggest things you can do if you would like, we're actually about to launch a new podcast talking about health and wellness with my doctor that we're partnering with. And if you want to email me directly, which I never do this, but I'm going to give your audience a chance to do this. That's a true statement. I really don't do this because it's just been so powerful. I've had so many people reach out and be like, dude, I'm a mess and I'm miserable. I don't know what to do about it. If you want to message me directly and I can put you either give you some guidance on what I think you should do or refer you to my doctor friend that can give you a consultation and say, this is what I think is going on. Uh, you can email me at Chris at Chris That's Chris at Chris I love it, dude. Thank you so much for making that resource available. Was not expecting that. Um, and I know that 
I just, I love, I love you, man. And I'm really glad that we got to catch up in, in this capacity. I got one last question for you in the midst of everything you're doing, uh, everything you've been through and everywhere you're going, how do you stay grounded? How do I stay grounded? Okay. So let me first do this before I answer that question. I got a favor to ask from your audience. I know we got to wrap up, but uh, I don't, I don't think maybe everybody fully appreciates the amount of work and sacrifice and time commitment that goes into doing what Raj is doing to host a podcast like this for you guys to provide value to your lives weekly. Uh, so if you could do me a huge favor uh, and go whatever podcast platform you're listening from, they make it a little bit difficult to do so. So people don't do it. They just don't do it. But subscribe and leave a review for the show. If you've gotten any value out of this at all, or you've gotten value out of Raj in the past, please subscribe and leave him a review. It helps way more. I know you don't understand the back end of how podcasting works, but it really tells podcast players, this is a show worth listening to. And it helps you get trending status, which attracts more of an audience. So it really helps. It's like leaving a tip for your waiter or waitress. So please do me a favor. I'd be eternally grateful if you leave Raj a review and subscribe to his show. Okay, so what keeps me grounded? I I mean, it sounds cliche because we've already talked about it, but really I would say um, my faith in my family. Yeah, You know, uh, at the end of the day, I think our pursuits can distract us sometimes from what actually matters. And you, you look back and you, all of a sudden you have all these regrets. I think your faith and your family, you say the word grounded. That's you say faith and family. That's, that's the immediate word that comes to mind. Grounded, right? Those things keep me grounded and whatever that looks like for you. I think that's your North node. That's your compass. That's your guiding star. Uh, when you lose sight of that, I think you, everything else kind of starts to implode around it. Um, so I would make sure you always keep sight of that should be first and foremost in your life. No matter what you do, everything else will take care of itself. Mm. Gosh, dude. Well, I just, I'm, I'm in awe, man. I, I, like I said, like, I love, I love how much your, your mess has become your message. Like, I just, I think that's such a good, just way to wrap this up. Like, you know, your health crisis has turned into you empowering entrepreneurs through health. Like that sounds like something that's coming up. Like, your business crisis has allowed you to create startup you like it's just it's so in alignment and i see you now and i'm just like i feel your energy and it's just it's so awesome dude so i'm just again grateful that you came here and grateful that we got to catch up i dude i couldn't agree more man i appreciate you so much yeah all right guys well that's a wrap for this week's episode of stay grounded i'm your host raj this is your new friend chris and from us stay grounded we'll chat soon Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.